Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Alice Kavner, the CEO of ProLink Sports with us. Uh, sir, I hope you're rushing directly to Las Vegas after the last two weeks with uh, <laughs> Phil Mickelson and Tiger Woods. <laughs> I, I'm afraid I've used up all my good luck. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that could be the case. All right, you go to all the majors. You've been to the Masters uh, dozens of times. Uh, you've heard the roars down there when Tiger made the 43-footer on 17 yesterday. How loud was it? You know, I was actually I was standing uh, pretty close and. And it it was incredible. The whole place, not only there, it was because we had the jumbo trots and stuff, and it yeah. was all over the course. Anybody watching that, you know, because it was so crowded, you couldn't. It was really hard to see, um, especially when you're short as I am. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> but of course, I have that inside the ropes thing that helps sure, a right. little bit. But uh, no, it was it's deafening, absolutely deafening. And uh, you know the. Um, same thing, you know, just over the weekend and stuff on Saturday when he chipped in on nine, same thing, just the roars were incredible. Um, I, I, I have to, I'd compare it against anything. I mean, it's just that, that, that uh, the Tampa crowd was so excited about, you know, him being there and I think golf in general because we had people there from all over. I mean, there's, you know, our ticket sales weren't just local. It was, people were flying in to see this and um, it, it was really exciting. I, I I have to say it was uh, it was goose chills, uh, you know when when he's coming up on uh, every birdie putt. Everybody was just you know they were very quiet there and and everything because nobody wanted to interrupt him. Nobody wanted to be the, nobody wanted to be the idiot to you know, get in the <laughs> hole. Yeah, right, <laughs> Hollis. It's interesting that. Uh, it, it, it's sports in general, not just golf. When you're great, when you're dominant, people, uh, it kind of drives you crazy. It kind of drives you crazy that the, a lot of people get upset that you win so much. You you know they 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 figure out some reason not to like you. The vibe now is completely different. I think more people are rooting for him now, uh, Tiger Woods, than have ever rooted for him. You know, I, I think you know. Um... I think America loves a you know loves a uh, comeback story. You know, I think it's uh, it's it's wonderful the fact that we you know America you know there are, we're we're um, we've always been great about forgiving people for mistakes and everything else, to, and uh, we've always rooted for somebody to come back and 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 quite, and quite honestly, this is one hell of a comeback. It it really is. I mean, you know, for what he's been through with all the issues and 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 back pain and all the other stuff. It's, and, and everybody, you know, 
basically everybody wrote him off a couple of years ago. If you remember, yeah. and then you know the unfortunate incident here in Jupiter, um, that, you know, with last year with the police and stuff. For him to come, turn around and come back that quick was amazing. Um, I, I, I think anybody in the world would have bet you he never, he never had a chance to win again. And, and hell, it's, it's, we're playing four events, and he's already back on the leaderboard. And, and quite honestly, if he'd have made any putts at all yesterday, he'd have walked away with it. You know? So, uh, Hollis, uh, the Tampa tournament, uh, five, six years ago, how long you been? Uh, how long's Pro Links uh, been uh, running it? We took it over five years ago. We we brought Valspar to the table. Um, yes. Yeah, it was actually the tour was about to sign a contract with Puerto Rico on Monday, and we signed the contract on Friday to take over the event. Before it and, was the, um, uh, but the Tampa was like the forgotten event of the Florida tour when you guys. Oh yeah, it was. I mean, it was it, it, nobody it was, was kinda, playing in it. Nah, and, uh, nobody played it. it. It had four different names in like six years. I mean, it was just a joke, and and. Um, you know, they and they tried too. You know, they've got a great organization there, the Copperheads, but it just it just needed uh, needed a great title sponsor and and some help. And you know, uh, you know, Valspar has been a tremendous title sponsor there, um, and they've let us do whatever we wanted. And then also bringing in Tracy West. You know, Tracy's been with us as you know for twenty this or twenty sixth year uh, between her and Jen and that family. And then they're just. She's awesome. So she's she's been in there. She's you know, and I told her today, I said, You can run for office here. <laughs> it's like Chevrolet Town knows her and she's done a tremendous job in town and uh and got people behind the event again. And and it's become a happening more just as much as it is a uh golf tournament. You know you know, we got Tiger going on there and then we had two of the t- hottest guys in music play on Saturday night on fight. Uh you, know, you got huge huge outdoor concert with jake owens and dustin lynch you know oh. dustin lynch got five number one hits and stuff just won a bunch of music awards and uh and they blew the place away that night so it, it, we've turned it into more of a, a a big social event also not just a tournament hey but, uh that's uh, that's great hollis does uh, do you think tiger appreciates this more too I oh, mean, it I, seems no like doubt. the adulation that he's getting from the people. He used to kind of—I wouldn't say he rejected it, but he had—he kind of, you know, didn't really enjoy it like as much as he could. But he seems to be having the time of his life. Uh, it was a, a totally different uh, uh, tiger. I mean, he was relaxed. He had—you uh, know, there was no—you know—you know, you can look at somebody. There's no tension in his face. He, you know, didn't have the clenched jaw he used to have and stuff. He, he was. He literally, you could tell he was just kind of, uh, felt, he, it was almost like he was very loose and, and real free, as, you know, just the way he was acting and walking, and no, there wasn't anything tense about him at, at all. And I mean, he was smiling, and, t- and, and uh, uh, he could not have been nicer to the people. I have to say, from the time he arrived on site um, and, and uh, got into the house and stuff there and everything, and his people, Rob, and everybody could not have been nicer. He did it, you know, anything we wanted. Uh, my friends played with him in the pro am. Uh, Aaron Erder, who's the, the pre- uh, president of Valspar, uh, and then uh, the CFO, and then uh, a huge uh, customer. Um, and they came to the golf course and said it was one of the great days ever had a golf course. They just because he was he was engaging. They laughed. They were joking. It was a different tiger. Like he just and- did it. I think and, he, I, I, I'm thrilled for him. I am. I'm, I love. I love a comeback. 
Hey, Hollis, uh, it's a pretty damn good story if Tiger wasn't there and Paul Casey wins. He had one yeah. forever <laughs> either, man. That's, yeah. uh, and he I seems to be a hell of a actually. guy, too. <laughs> I, I really feel sorry for Paul because this morning on, on – uh, uh, the network saying Tiger finishes second. They never, they never even said Paul finished first. <laughs> but you know, I'll tell you, if you want to, we just got the overnights in uh, the overnight oh, yeah. ratings and stuff. And the overnight ratings, I, I, I we, we're going through them, and putting it together. And the tour just sent all out all the stuff, and then NBC sent their overnights. We had the event had the highest rating of any event. In twelve years, any other than the other than, other the, major, than the major, yeah, other than a major. But what's really kind of crazy about it is the, um, you know, the the numbers that came in off of it. Just overall numbers that that, that NBC was was doing. They the the last time that they had this kind of ratings, uh, even close to this, was two thousand six World Golf Championship. That was it. Wow. It ranked. We ranked above the, this, and our ratings ranked above the PGA Championship in the Open last year. Wow, <laughs> unbelievable! Hey, yeah, uh, now uh, tell me what's your connection? What's Pro Link's connection to the? Uh, you know, when the WGC was looking for a new home, uh, you helped them find New Mexico City, and in two years, that thing's been a big success. But uh, tell me what your official Pro Link's connection is with uh, that event. Um, we actually are the agent of record for the event, and we manage all the marketing and uh, uh, promotions and everything else of the of the World Golf Championship. We don't do the operations on site. Uh, we we contract that out with the tour. It, uh, we have championship management come in, uh, and then we have our tournament director and everything down there that works for us. I'm still the executive director and all that, but uh, we actually oversee all the sales and marketing and everything else of it. So it's, we have a big role in it, and we also represent the title sponsor. So the Salinas family, uh, Benjamin, and and uh, all of them are you know we work directly for them and interface with everything that they do on in golf. So, so not only on that, but any any other stuff like we're actually in charge of uh, uh, creating the first tee uh, of Mexico. So our wow. we have yeah. So our organization now is is uh, responsible for. Creating the same thing as we have here in the U.S., but it's you know, uh, um, first team Mexico is is part of the responsibilities of uh, what we do for the Salinas family, and so it's uh, it's really interesting. It's it's almost like um, you know golf back in the 1940s here in the United States, really? a couple hundred golf courses, huh. and and you know Mexico for as, as huge as it is, only has 241 golf courses and only one one public. Truly public, you know they got resort courses. Um, so we're starting from from scratch down there uh, and putting together the whole first team program uh, using the using the WGC to do that, using money from the WGC, and also raising a hundred million dollars to do to do what they did in the U.S. with first team building, and, building uh, short the, courses and stuff. And everyone involved had to be happy with the winner and the size of the galleries and the enthusiasm for uh, Phil Mickelson. You know what? I'd, uh, I got a note from uh, Mike McGee and Annika on, on Sunday. It said, if Tiger wins this after Phil winning Mexico, you should walk out on the green, drop the mic, and quit because you've got, you got nothing left. And I, I, I 
would have had to agree with him because it would have probably been the end of my career. But you know, Phil, Phil winning and his, and the people loved him. I mean, absolutely yeah. loved him. And uh, you know, it's, it, it was one of the. It was great to see Phil in the mood he was in. He was a. It was a. Uh, you know, he he was with the crowd all week. He was great. He signed every dang autograph there. He, he talked to every kid and high fived everybody in the crowd. And you know, they, they got behind him big time. And uh, you know, and, and then the, I don't know if you saw there in the playoff. Uh, Phil's out in the fairway, walking with his arm around my title sponsor's neck, walking down the fairway. Well, that's uh, uh, that's uh, that's not bad. No, no, that's worth a lot of money. Of course, <laughs> you know hey, when the. Hey. Hollis, uh, the the 3M Championship uh, again in August. Uh, Nothing new on the uh, PGA schedule for 2019. They haven't come out with a schedule yet, right? They they haven't come out with a schedule. We are in heavy negotiations, and and I can't say a lot about it, but we are in very, very very intense negotiations with the tour um, on dates, on everything. We have a very solid offer on the table from our side, and the tour has been responding back to us. Um, we expect to hear something after the tour board meeting, which is coming up here in, a, in a, uh, another week or so. So I think after the board meeting, we'll know, we'll know our fate more. But um, we've worked very, very hard, and uh, Katie Stoll and I have, and, and uh, with, with 3M and stuff, worked very hard to, to get to this point. Um, and I think the commissioner... Uh, Jay Monahan has been tremendous working with us. It is very. It, we have a great relationship with him. I think he's he's a great guy. Uh, but Jay's been very straightforward with us and worked with us. Uh, they want 3M on the PGA Tour. There's there's no question about it. Hey, Hollis, one last thing. Who do you like in the NCAA tournament? Because I'm going to call my bookie if you give me the team. <laughs> You know, I, I gotta go. With, I gotta go with Villanova. I'm sorry. Okay, I, I, that, I, I don't make much it. money on that one. So no, okay. no, but they're just too good. I hate okay. to say it. I, it you know, but it, it, you know, and if I, I would say Michigan State, but uh, you know, I got a couple of people in my office who beat me up. <laughs> okay. All right, Hollis. Thanks All for right. your time and congratulations on two great weeks on uh, right, golf thanks, courses. Patrick. Appreciate All it, right. buddy. Hollis Gabner, uh, CEO of ProLink Sports. You get Phil one week and you get Tiger the next. That's uh, pretty good, wouldn't you say, gentlemen? Yeah, it's That's tough to beat that one for sure. <laughs> it is for sure. All right, we'll be back. A breaking ball, and he struck him out. On the outside corner, and he struck him out. And there's a strikeout of Ivan Nova. Here's a 1-2. Waves at it. Strikeout number five for Lance Lynn. Uh, the, uh, that's Lance Lynn, uh, the Cardinals play-by-play broadcast. I take it. That was the Cardinals, right? Uh, yes. Uh, that wasn't John Rooney, though. That wasn't Rooney. They tunes. have a split booth now. It's uh, the guy that we had on last year, Manny. Uh, former player. He played on the 87 team. I'll, it'll come to me in a second. Oh, yeah. yeah. I know who you're talking about. Well, you got to have Mike me. Shannon there. Sounded oh. like he just finished his third pack of cigarettes of the day, man. <laughs> there is nothing better than listening to Shannon I call a Cardinals him. game. Oh, my God. It's the best. You know why he got the job? He basically, no. I think he got sick. Uh, he had to quit playing. I think it was illness, not injury. It might have been injury. And they, you know, Gussie Bush loved him, so he put him in the booth. Oh. They just said, get in there and start babbling. And he hasn't really, 
he hasn't really improved the act much, but now, you know, if you listen to the same guy for 35 years, you get to like him. Right? Manny, you being the biggest Hawk Harrelson guy I know, just take in a take in a Mike Shannon. Yeah, I've game. taken in a few. Oh, oh man, yeah. he's 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 rock. Get up, baby, get up, <laughs> get up, baby, get up, get up. Yeah, I think he's had to kind of cool it, but the cigarettes and the whiskey uh, damn near killed him a few times, right? Hey, my, Lance Lynn last year, I was just looking him up. He's coming back from Tommy John. He still struck out 153 in 186 innings. We'll take that, won't we? Yes, oh, that's not absolutely. Bad. That's, that's I've been on the Lance games. Lynn train for a couple months now, guys. I've, I've secretly kind of wanted the Twins to sign him because he's a good well, quote. Well, the uh, you know the, the, the word is... Uh, they the agents called the twins. The twins were done when they got along to Logan Morrison. They basically were telling us, you know, not directly that they'd still be taking phone calls and still talking to people, but they were done. But uh, these guys came and said, you know, you can have him one year, twelve million, and they said, okay, we got to take that. So, uh, and you know, you you the it's a great deal for the twins because uh, you get you get a competent pitcher, and if he pitches well enough to ex- raise his uh, market value extremely high for next year's free agent turn, good luck to him. It's like Jack Morris. He came to town, he won the World Series, and he left town. Who's mad at Jack Morris? We love Jack Morris. <laughs> and uh, this is the same deal. He's uh, They got him at a price. This is a whole new baseball world out there. The the 30-plus-year-old free agents uh you know, you're not going to get the long-term deals, and uh, there's there's local pressure. You hear people uh, saying, "Ah, oh, they got to they got to negotiate with Dozier. They got to they got to get him back here." But uh, you know, yeah, you, you look at what those guys are making. You you know, right now, if you want to sign Dozier, you probably got to give him eighteen million dollars a year. You know. Look at Moustakis. Moustakis turned down 17 and a half. He's back for six and a half with the same team. It's uh, it's a whole new way of looking at baseball in these guys. And the, the thing we all have to like best about the new administration is if they got a chance to get better at a decent price, they're going to go to Jim Polad and say, hey, we need the money. And he, to this point, has told them they can have it. You know I, what? I don't think Terry asked. I don't think Terry would have gone and asked if he could get $12 million for Lance Lynn. And I'm you know, not sure. Outside of making the team better, and freezing cold takes grabbed a hold of me this weekend, by the way, because I'm being serious. I think the Twins are going to win the division this year. We can debate that at a later point. But what I love about this signing is that it gives the payroll, payroll whiners absolutely zero reason to complain. <laughs> Yeah, they're at 128 now. They'll be in about the middle of the pack, but it's the highest Twins have ever had in, in, on opening day by 15 million. Now, the last time was 2011. That didn't work out so well. That's right? true. When they had 113 million, and I think they actually had to pay somebody off before that year. So, I, who who might before 11? No, that they had they were they had a contract on the books. I can't remember who it was. But uh, so it was actually like 118, 119 or something like that. But, okay. yeah, I mean, they're Logan Morrison, same deal. They weren't going to sign him until they called up and said you can have him. The agent said you can have him for six and a half million. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We'll take it. They are always on the lookout for getting better. And that's what happens when you have 20 guys <laughs> analyzing everything you know i mean it's there's they got so many more people working for them now 
and you know, throwing names out there, throwing things like that. Now, I heard that the analytics department is very upset about getting Annabelle, getting rid of Annabelle Sanchez. Why he was awful? Well, because they thought they could fix him. Oh they, God! The pitching experts and the guys in the analytic department, and they—he was going to be their pet project. They well, guess what, could, Pat? They thought they could pitch him. I'll tell the analytics department. Don't worry, he'll still be available in <laughs> July. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I said too. I, I don't think it'll be a, a big problem, but it is a completely different world, and uh, yeah, it's. Uh, Man alive, what a week in Minnesota sports if the Vikings get cousins and these guys uh, do what they've done and, uh, you know. And the Timberwolves got Derrick Rose. What more would we want? Exactly. Uh, by the way, Rick Horton is the uh, television play-by-play oh, guy that's for your right. yeah, Rick Horton. And he does old, a really good job. He old left-handed really pitcher, yep. right? He was on old the 87 team. Yes, yeah, left-handed pitcher. So anyway, the, uh, the uh, Lance Lynn was here today, uh, Went uh, came in Sunday, they couldn't get their MRI taken until today. But he was on the field, and he is going to be the starting pitcher tomorrow against the Orioles. Wait, so those cheap poll ads wouldn't put him in the lineup today? Well, <laughs> they, they probably didn't want to pay for the Uber to take him I up to see. Tampa. Sure. So that could have been it, the cheap poll By ads. the way, I watched the Yanks Saturday against the Mets against Matt Harvey. That lineup's going to score some runs. And you know who's got a pitch against them today, don't you? Oh, no. Who is Poor that? Phil Hughes. Oh, Phil's oh still trying to get his act together, and uh, I don't know if Buck can jump high enough <laughs> against some of these Did guys. Buck make the trip? I don't know if Buck made the trip okay. or not. The Buck wasn't. Yeah, I bet he did because he didn't play yesterday. That's true. So he he must have made the must have made the trip. All right. Hey, uh, we'll be back. We're going to talk to Derek Gould, uh, who's covered the uh, does a great job covering the Cardinals for the St. Louis Post Dispatch and has covered Lynn a long time. Uh, about uh, four forty, we'll talk to Derek. Here's John Height with a sports update. Thank you, Patrick. This update sponsored by Liberty Mutual Insurance. You have enough things to worry about every day. Insurance shouldn't be one of them. You can leave worry behind when Liberty stands with you. Liberty Mutual Insurance. Hey, really yeah, quick. I'm sorry. Patrick, sure. one thing we forgot to do when Hollis was on. Oh, He was right. on the Patriot Realty phone line. That's why it was such a damn good interview. Man, Patriot he's good. Realty. Uh, yes. Twins Patriot play. Realty phone line. All week. Thanks, All Patriot week, yes. Realty. Okay, John. Uh, Twins play an evening game today. They'll play the Yankees. Game gets underway in about an hour. And uh, it's official, made official today. Lance Lynn is a twin, and he'll start tomorrow against the Baltimore Orioles. Give me the ball! <laughs> Uh, some not-so-good news over the weekend for Minnesota United. Star midfielder Kevin Molino tore the ACL in his Ooh. left knee. He'll probably be out for the rest of the season, should undergo surgery within the next two weeks. It uh, looked like he injured his knee in the 36th minute of their win over Orlando City, uh, but he did come back into the game. But then in the 49th minute, he collapsed with an off-the-ball non-contact injury. And, well, one uh, problem is when you collapse in soccer, people think you're just faking it. Yeah. So, you know. If that were Tibbs coaching the uh, United, they'd be saying <laughs> they were playing him too much, probably. <laughs> yes, right. They were. <laughs> Molina left the game on a stretcher and returned to the sideline about 10 minutes after. He, uh, like I said, will miss the rest of the season. You hear their games right here, of course. Next up, they play Chicago Saturday at 1 o'clock. Pre-match broadcast 12.30 right here on Johnny, he might be their yeah. best player, too. Yep. So that's a big kick in the shins for them. 
Uh, football news, Kirk Cousins uh, won't be making any visits to football teams. Uh, Diana Rossini of ESPN reporting that, so uh, basically he can already be negotiating. Can't sign, though, until 3 o'clock on Wednesday. Uh, he did say goodbye to the Washington Redskins today in a letter on his website, taking one last moment to look back on his six seasons with the Redskins. They, of course, opted not to use a tag on him for a third straight season or negotiate a long-term deal. But Cousins waited until today to post the letter on his blog, signaling one more step in his divorce from the Redskins. At the bottom of the letter, two other teams, in addition to the Redskins, were tagged. The New York Jets and the Minnesota Vikings. They're, of course, among the teams expected to heavily bid on him. Updated version of his blog post did not include those two teams listed at the bottom. Ah, uh, the uh, That's what they've been saying, though, for a few days. It's the Jets or the Vikings. Mm-hmm. But you know what else? What? Patrick. We uh, got Drew Brees. Oh, yeah. It's on the radar. That was my next story. (laughs) I'm sorry, John. I didn't mean to. Uh, Tom Pellicero, our buddy, reporting the Vikes have contacted the agent of Drew Brees. I so hope this happens because it's going to irritate every part of you, Patrick. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I I contacted the agent for Scarlett Johansson, too. It didn't work out, too. (laughs) No, it didn't work out? (laughs) No. Well, there's still time. You never know. (laughs) Okay. According to Tom, the Vikings. Hey, Scargo. I'm down here with Lomo covering the Twins. The uh, plan going into the day was to engage agents for all their quarterback options. So, of course, that included uh, Drew Brees. Johnny, we got to run because we got Derek Gould coming up from the St. Paul, St. Paul, St. Louis Post-Dispatch. Barry Gould covers the Cardinals for the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. Uh, Lance Lynn drafted in the first round out of uh, Mississippi State, or was it Old Miss? Excuse me, I'm not sure which. And then uh, Cardinal for life until the end of this season. What are we getting here in Lance Lynn, Derek? It's Old Miss, yeah. Uh, he's yeah. a rebel through and through, and he'll happily tell you about it. Uh, he, uh, What you're getting is a relentless fastball chucker, the likes of which baseball sees mostly in Bartolo Colon. Um, He is unforgiving and unrelenting and unapologetic when it comes to throwing his fastball and throwing it often. Um, He's a durable starter who is one more year removed from Tommy John, which puts him in a good spot to have, um, if trends hold, um, a better year than he did last year. Um, he is also, uh, well, you'll have some fun with post-game interviews. I'll just put it that way. <laughs> he's, uh, he's wry, he's sarcastic, um, and he doesn't suffer fools um, in a way that we probably hadn't seen since Scott Rowland. So uh, you'll enjoy it. And uh, supposedly uh, today the twins wanted to take some photos of him, and he said, "Okay, but I don't smile." <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's and it's not true. He does smile um, mostly when he strikes out a batter or hits a batter. He'll smile a lot. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Uh, I, you know, Lance is uh, Lance is a character and a personality, and as you come to know him, I'm not sure one year will do it. To be honest, but. Uh, um, I, I think I think there I think you'll learn to appreciate um, his uh, 
his personality, and you'll definitely appreciate appreciate what he brings consistency to uh, a rotation. Hey, Derek, he's uh, now he's a fastball pitcher. Does he move it around? Does he got a little run on it? What's he? What? What yeah. are? Somebody said he has three kinds of fastballs. He does. Yeah, yeah, he does. I mean, yeah, he uh, he he can put movement on it. He can cut it. He can rise it. He can sink it. Um, he uh, he'll put it in. He is not afraid to throw inside. Um, so he's a guy who turns one pitch into nine different spots of the strike zone and uh, will manipulate it from there. Um, he likes to joke that he only throws a fastball, but in reality he's throwing a variety of fastballs. And uh, I, we just were playing a little uh, play-by-play from uh, Rick Horton, and uh, mm-hmm. he had him striking out a guy on a breaking ball. If he throws one, what is it? Turf. Yeah. Turf? It'll, okay. it'll be a curve, yeah. Okay, yeah. he'll throw a curve. So uh, what was uh, what caused the end to come for him and uh, the Cardinals? If the Cardinals knew he was available for twelve million, they probably would have kept him, huh? Well, that's an in, that's the question that I'm fielding a lot from fans, and you know, I think the answer is no. I mean, you know, they did offer him the one year seventeen point four qualifying offer, so they were ready for him to say yes, but you know, they weren't eager for him to say yes. They'd rather have the draft pick and the money that goes along with the draft pick because they've moved on to uh, to other starters. So, um, you know, there was not any movement on the Cardinals' side. You know, I last check, and, you know, I, I guess I kind of poked around on this going into this past weekend, you know, and there just wasn't any interest in the Cardinals' side to re-engage. You know, they felt that it was time for maybe both parties to move on. They had told Lance, you know, look, uh, your time with us is done. Um, that's not unusual. The Cardinals have done this with other guys. Contracts expire, and as much as they like a guy, as much as the guy has performed for them, as much as, you know, it makes sense to keep the guy, they use that expiring contract as a chance to move on. They did it with Kyle Loesch, who many Minnesota fans will obviously know. They did it with him when his contract ran out. They, they didn't chase after him. They did it with Matt Holiday recently. They did it with Trevor Rosenthal this past winter. They had a chance to kind of redo something with him, and they just used it as an excuse to move on. They did it with Minnesota's own Pat Neshek. Yeah. Uh, they did it with um, Carlos Beltran, even. Um, contracts expire, and John Mozeliak likes to use that as a reason to create what he wants, which is sometimes a roster churn, a change. He doesn't want to bring back the same team. What are they, uh, they going to do for starters, then? Do they have five of them? Who's, uh, oh, who's they the have, new guys? Yeah, no, they have they have they have they have six starters going in spring right really? now, and okay. depending on who you ask, all six of them could be. Could, I mean, they uh, you know what they need is they need Adam Wainwright to be more like Adam Wainwright than he was last season. What they need is they need Miles Michaelis to pitch, um, and to have what he did in Japan translate. Um, which you know, there's indications that that can happen. We'll, we'll all watch to see how consistently that can happen. And then, uh, you know, they have Jack Flaherty, who's been one of the best pitchers, and he might be starting in AAA. And then on the horizon, they have a guy named Alex Reyes, who all he is is one of the top pitching prospects in baseball. So will Lynn be the kind of guy that's uh, irritated that he had to settle for $12 million to the point that it affects him uh, as a competitor, or will that just make him angrier? Oh, I'd go the latter. I mean, this guy is not going to – he's going to – no, he's going to pitch mad. But it's not because of that. That's just who he is. Um, I, 
I think that you're going to get a guy who, you know, obviously this is kind of like a pillow deal for him. Um, I mean, he cho- he's going to choose the team that he signs with to give him the best chance to then cash in on what he couldn't this winter. Um, this is a guy who wanted to be a free agent. He did sign an extension with the Cardinals, um, you know, but he signed an extension with the Cardinals that did not cost him a day of free agency. He made it clear to the team that he would sign that, but he didn't want to give up a moment of free agency. He wanted free agency. He saw what other pitchers were getting, like uh, Homer Bailey, uh, Jordan Zimmerman. He saw those kind of paydays that were out there, and he knew that he's every bit the pitcher that they have been, if not better. Um, Now you're going to have a guy who knows why he didn't get a deal like that and go out there and try to fix it. The uh, Derek Gould's with us uh, from the St. Louis Post Dispatch. I was reading your piece on uh, the the mystery of this uh, free agent period when uh, Moose Mustakis is getting six and a half million after getting offered the qualifying offer and uh, yeah. everything else. But it, I, you know, everybody wants to call it collusion, and uh, you know, I, I kind of make the same point as you. We got all these geniuses running around here thinking mm-hmm. that uh, they can just there's you know like the cardinals there's cheaper maybe better alternatives yeah i think it i think the conversation has changed in baseball and i think you know even in sports media you you've seen this um and certainly i have too is the conversation has changed we used to talk about like who's going to go out there and get the most production and now you hear teams talk about well how do i get the most value Yes, and that's why a guy like Tyler Chatwood is signed in the opening stages of free agency, and a guy like Jake Arrieta twists. Um, is anybody suggesting that Tyler Chatwood is a better pitcher than Jake Arrieta? I don't think if you polled the the thirty general managers, I don't think you know you'd get <laughs> a majority of them that would say, "Yeah, Chatwood's the better pitcher." But if you ask the question, "Who's the better value?" you'd get thirty. General managers raise their hand and say it's Chatwood, and I, I just find that that fascinating. I'm not saying it's bad. Um, if anything, it's improved. It it is improved the game. Um, it's certainly improved. Um, you know the what teams can do. Um, it has shifted to teams valuing how smart they can be and how well they can draft over just sign the best guy. Um, but you know, there's not that that. Um, outlier. There's not that rogue team anymore. Um, you think back, I mean, even like, look, the Phillies, right? The Phillies yeah. used to be that rogue team. Um, they were going to hold on to their players as they, as they aged and as they paid them more, and they were going to hold on, hold on, hold on. Or the Diamondbacks, when Tony LaRusso went out there and hired Dave Stewart as the GM, they were purposefully rogue. And I heard from teams that they were like, well, that's great. That That's, that's needed. And even if they succeed, it's still good for the game. Because if you have every team operating like the Tampa Bay Rays, then no team will ever make a trade. Then no team will ever sign a free agent because they all see players the same way and there's no way to win. And what happened this winter? You know, the, the rogue teams were the ones that were tanking. And the tanking ones aren't going to go out and sign free agents because what's the difference for the Rays to win, you know, 68 games or add a free agent and win 78 games. There's no difference yeah. for them. They're better off winning only 68. And so I think we saw the natural outcome this year of what happens when all the teams see players the same way. Yeah, it is It is a, uh, a, a amazing thing going on here. And uh, it, there's, I mean, the, the days of a 32-year-old guy, like we got Dozier now, the second baseman mm-hmm. here, who's really had a great uh 
Uh, great uh, couple of seasons, two, three seasons. A hell of a second baseman. He's 31, and uh, but it's not going to get done now because the, he and his people see the old-time contracts and the Twins see the new reality in baseball. And uh, it's just you're not going to see those. You're not going to see him get $70 million or something no. like that. No, the system has to change. I mean, and even like on a granular level, the difference between the free agent market and arbitration is so stark that there has to be some kind of way to reconcile an arbitration process that rewards wins and RBIs and home runs and baseball card stats like it always has, and a free agent market that values FIP and ERA plus and war. And I mean, they just they speak two different languages. Yeah, that's um, right. And that, that, that doesn't work well for players. So uh, the uh – the Lynn, did you was his first year back from Tommy John not thrown quite as hard? Uh, did you see much difference? Uh, no, I mean he he got better later in the season. Um, then had some. Uh, I mean he got better as the season progressed. Sorry, and then later in the season had a had a hiccup or two, um, somewhat that, that you could expect from a guy who just hadn't thrown that far into a season in a while. Um, but overall, was was good. I mean, he hit his marks. He 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 went out there and did not miss a start. Um, did not take time off. Did not. I mean, didn't he? He didn't average the six innings per start that he he'd want to. Some of that was because he was in the National League and uh, the Cardinals were looking for offense, so they'd lift him. Um, some yeah. of that was because um, you know the the third time through the lineup stuff that the Cardinals tried to be respectful of or try to be aware of. I guess is, is what I should say. Um, so I think you you know you see a guy who did get stronger but didn't show any of um, you know just if anything it was fatigue but there was no loss of uh, okay. of anything he came back well. Hey Derek, thanks for your time, sir. Always a pleasure. Thanks for having me. All right, uh, Derek Gould, St. Louis Post Dispatch, talking about new twin Lance Lynn. We'll be back. We want to thank Derek Gould for his time from the St. Louis Post-Dispatch on our Patriot Realty phone line. How about that? We have twice. You know what? When I listen on the Patriot Realty phone line, it seems to be a little more crystal clear very than clear. it has been. It comes right it through. Is. It is. Thank you very much, Patriot Realty, for uh, spa- uh, your uh, your donation to us during the uh, auction at the Courage Kenny Foundation. Uh, to uh, be the Courage Patriot Realty phone line, we'll have another interview later with uh, Brian Dutcher, the coach at San Diego State, on the Patriot Realty phone line. We'll be back.